Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. I can change a diaper with one hand. You got the back, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. I love entertaining people. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. So it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a ah! And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. A handful of stories that all deserve just a quick glance, perhaps a comment from Mr. Armstrong, if you choose. A growing list of House Democrats from competitive districts is headed for the exits. There have been several announced retirements of swing district Democrats, which put their uh, their seats up for grabs, and it's increasingly likely it'll be a bloodbath in 2022. But it usually is, and if Biden can get even half of his socialist crap through, yeah, he didn't it care. won't be enough to undo it. No, he didn't care. Yeah. Turning to the science desk. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, one day, Elon Musk has said he'd like human sp- space flight to be as routine as commercial airline travel with regular flights through the atmosphere. I'm sure there will be, eventually. And, uh, and, and though that day is not close exactly, Sunday's flawless return of four astronauts to a splash down the Gulf of Mexico has taken them a big step forward and they're about to do it again, a similar flight, um, with the, with civilians. It's actually a fundraiser for some charity. I can't even remember, but anyway, uh, it's kind of cute as they were landing and somehow I missed this. SpaceX's ground controller says, we welcome you back to planet Earth. For those of you enrolled in our frequent flyer program, you've earned 68 million miles on this voyage. <laughs> it's pretty funny. One of the people on there said, we'll take them. Are they transferable? 
That's nice. Was so that anyway, accurate? Ah, uh, 68 million miles? I don't know that. That can't be. They orbited the Earth several times, didn't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, and then we were on the International Space Station. and For yeah. how long? I don't know. That doesn't do, change do the, the math. they travel. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Uh, SpaceX will take another significant step forward in human spaceflight with the next mission. It'll be the first all-civilian crew scheduled in September. It's being funded by billionaire entrepreneur Jared Isaacman, an accomplished jet pilot, but he's certainly not an astronaut. And they kind of auctioned off the last two seats to raise money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Cool. That's, that's a, I said some charity. That's a fantastic charity. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, flying through space, uh, stay tuned. Yeah, it might be you soon if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars. Cops so, don't want to shot. Just, just, just yes. to throw this in. Yeah. It's 33 million miles to Mars. They didn't make it to Mars and back. They didn't travel that far. Uh, that is clear. I mean, even a number of orbits around the Earth. No, well, the Earth's only 28,000 miles circumference. And I know farther out it's more, but it's not that much more. So um, it was they were just making a joke. Okay, I get it. Yeah, why don't you lighten up there, Francis? Huh? Uh, the actual number would have been pretty astounding, though. Yeah, you're right. I think that I think if they'd have said, yeah, I think that'd been pretty good. You're right. Okay, so what are you going to take a claw hammer to a Tesla to to punish him or what? Why the equivalent? As soon as I see one with the equivalent, what with the equivalent? I'll probably push one off the highway with my truck today. I am continually surprised by the number of people who don't want the uh, coronavirus vaccine. I've heard your arguments. I appreciate them. Uh, there's no need to repeat them via email. That's fine. How about uh, the growing number of I just ha- I'm just haven't gotten around to it. No, I'm not exhausted. I just haven't. I don't know. Yeah, I-, I will tell you this, and I tell you this as a friend, my friends, um, and I mean that. If you're making your calculations based on the original coronavirus, you need to recalculate. The uh, variations, the the new mutants are nasty. They're nastier. I mean, it's like I haven't heard the new Blake Shelton album. I <laughs> I will at some point. I don't. I like. You know, I plan so to. But oh, it's it's very much like that. Yeah. Well, I think it, it's it, but it seems to be the way people are looking at it. It's just oh, like you know, yeah. I mean to. I'm not anti. It's just yeah. just haven't. I will. I will. There are plenty of it around. You could do it today. You could do it in just, the next hour. I just find it weird to be that way about the vaccine. Because I was f- fighting to try to find the first slot I could get. but Me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, just 39% of all employees have gotten at least one do- dose of the vaccine. The cops don't want the shots, at least not 100%. About 50% of eligible adults nationwide have gotten it. Just 39% of the coppers in Las Vegas, 36% in Atlanta, that's of sworn officers, and a mere 28% of those employed by the Columbus Division of Police, which is Ohio's largest, report having received the shot. Uh, the head cops are like, hey, that's unacceptable. Go get the damn shots. But they're not, they're not ordering their people to. They just want them to. Police ambivalence about immunization finds a parallel among other frontline workers, 52% of healthcare workers. Have gotten to jabbing. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So I find that interesting, but do what you want. I just hope we don't have, you know, some horrendous uh, spreading of some new uh, sur- super mutant that lays us low because not enough people got the vaccination. I guess we'll find out. Now, into the toilet, Jack. Follow us into the toilet. It's like mm-hmm. a really bad episode of Magic School Bus. No, thank you. <laughs> 
This episode sucks. <laughs> in, which, in which Miss Frizzle goes into the toilet. A new study out of Florida Atlantic University might give you even more pause before you enter a dingy, poorly ventilated restroom. I hate public restrooms. I really do. Oh, I can't wait till they open back up again. The whole you can't go to a public restroom coronavirus thing sucks. You can't find a restroom anywhere. I needed one yesterday. They just aren't open anywhere. Well, public pooing is practically in vogue on the West Coast of America in the blue states, where if you're a bum, it's okay to poo wherever you want. So I've begun to avoid going into restrooms. Uh, Research has found that toilet flushes, as well as urinal flushes, generate tiny aerosol droplets that linger and can be inhaled. This goes beyond the gross factor. These droplets, Jack, have the... Oh, that's right. I was going to say, this story is done in favor of Marshall Phillips. (laughs) <laughs> Our beloved newsman who would often bring us well, unnecessarily alarmist stories about fecal. And now. I'm going to have the same response, but I'll wait till you finish. Well, if you do, you deserve Ebola, Jack, and other <laughs> diseases that you might. These droplets have the potential to spread bacteria and diseases such as Ebola okay. and, yes, COVID-19. This is where I jump in with, I've been using public restrooms my entire life without a mask and... Aside from one bout with cancer, nothing has happened to me. <laughs> nothing? Nothing? Hmm? Closing the toilet lid before flushing helps, although by not by much, they say, because droplets escape through the gap between the lid and the... Uh, Most yeah. public restrooms don't have a full lid, though. Yeah, wait a minute. No, they, none of them do, really. Unless it's like a restaurant. That does. Uh, the risk is diminished if the restroom, restroom is properly ventilated. About After about three hours of tests involving more than 100 flushes, we found a substantial increase in the measured aerosol levels in the ambient environment, says the co-author. Uh, both the toilet and urinal generated large quantities of droplets smaller the than co-author, three. good work if you can get it. How was your day, honey? Essie? Ah, it was pretty good. Talked about poo droplets again all day. Uh, they uh, generate large quantities of droplets smaller than Still three. Still roll downhill, honey? <laughs> Always funny, darling. Good to see you, sweetie. Uh, a lot of small droplets. And they stay in the air for a while. The team found them at heights of up to five feet for 20 seconds or more after the flush. So, I don't know. There's only one thing I need. Wear high-heeled shoes. Only one thing I need at this point, Michael, and I think you know what it is. Something that's going to put me in the proper mood. I'll be singing it all day long. Here we go. Oh, no. Not again. Sean, I know you're new to this song, but it is catchy, isn't it? Oh, it's delightful. I yeah. I, I feel like I'm about to be sold a timeshare. <laughs> All right. Or, right. Or, or, or some sort of drug. It sounds like a, a drug commercial on Fox News. Would you like to fly in my... I love this. As a novel's worth of side effects scroll past the screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> may cause hair loss. Balloonitra may cause hair loss. Grundle pain. Oh. Sudden and uncontrollable bowel movements. I got two problems today. One, my diet yesterday, which was. Oh, boy. I didn't, uh, maybe I'll talk. I will talk about it someday. How long it'll be, I don't know. But uh, yesterday was one of those days, you know, you'll I'll, next year on that date, I'll remember the day. It's one of those days. Ah, yeah. And maybe yeah. for the rest of my life. But. Um, so I didn't get around until eating until like three in the afternoon and I had three little bags of chips, like the little ones you get at a convenience store. 
mm-hmm. little bags of Lay's potato chips, and then later in the evening, I ate a half a cherry pie. So all I <laughs> ate yesterday was three bags okay. of chips and a half a cherry pie. So like one of the cherry pies that you get like at a dessert from McDonald's, like a little hand pie no, sort of thing? nice grocery store that has a bakery and like a real pie. A pie that is intended for multiple people. Well, yeah, absolutely. A and, cherry and, pie. And because I have you no know, utensils in my car, I bought a big plastic spoon at the grocery store. <laughs> And uh, and so I'm in the checkout line, and I said to the girl, once again, the I'm too old to make jokes. Because if I was younger, she would have laughed. But because of my age, she just looked at me like, I wonder if I should get security. Um, I said, what do you think I intend to do with that pie and that spoon? Oh, God, no, you can't make that joke to a young woman. Oh, my God. She just looked at me and said, I am going to eat that pie in my car. I said, that's where my life is right now. I'm eating pies in my car. And she still just looked at me like, uh, that's too I'm bad. I'm afraid of you. A bit of an overshare there, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the I, cherry pie. Were there other pies to choose from? Uh, yeah. They had I apple. I mean, it's a fine pie, really? but it's wow, a very sugary pie. Wow. Yeah, they had apple. They had peach. That's pretty sugary, too. What's a sugar-free pie that, uh, that you seem to be hinting towards? No, I'm just... If I'm Broccoli eat, pie. If I'm going to eat a sad car half pie <laughs> it's probably going to be like apple something with a little fiber if i'm going to do some sort of depressing this day has been horrible pie consumption alone in my vehicle yes you yeah. need something different i think along with the nft of you explaining bitcoin an NFT of you shoveling cherry pie into your face while in your car in the parking lot of a grocery store would also fetch uh, untold if it, thousands. If it hadn't been one of the worst days of my life, I might have contemplated that, but that would have been that wasn't on my mind at the time. But that that, that sounds like a fifty thousand dollar NFT to me. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Did you buy digital apes? Is that what you told us earlier? I was uh, all right. Embarrassing time. I was considering it prior. But I have, yeah, I've now bought a digital ape. And you said the amount of money is not amount you're, you may be comfortable well, saying out loud. So the amount of money I put into the cryptocurrency that I use to purchase it is much less than the current valuation of the cryptocurrency that I exchanged it for. So, so I, my input cost is a little bit different than if I were just to tell you what the valuation of, of how much... you got to go slow. Like. You're talking to a pie eater. Right? I'm not sure I understand either. <laughs> I'm kind of lost. What I, I, I put in several hundred dollars worth of crypto over time. That is, uh, it, it was a little less than $1,000 worth of... You paid $1,000 for a picture? It was a little less. That's all up on me. But but over I'm trying over to be open t- here. Over time, you put a digital ape on layaway or what? I I'm, ex- I'm being vulnerable, and you're attacking me. No. Uh, so this was a purchase made with cryptocurrencies, uh, uh, cryptocurrencies that I purchased long ago that have since risen in value. Gotcha. I ah. see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So so my actual out of my bank account cost for this thing's only a couple hundred bucks. Oh, I see. You're you're skimming a little cream off of your games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh. and that cream is in the form of a digital ape from the Board Ape Yacht Club. <laughs> I can show it to you. And there's a possibility that this might go up in value, right? Oh, almost certainly. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. God dang it. Digital apes, Sh- name of my new band. Sean's going to end up like wealthier than everyone by doing all this digital ape NFT sports card stuff. And we're going we're, to, you know, who's going to be laughing then? He's going to buy out the show and yell at us. I'll have to sit in my car and eat another sad pie. (laughs) Once again, being shown to be the idiot. 
Um, our text line is 415-295-KFT. So we're going to try and finish strong. There, there's my digital... There's my digital ape from the board ape. Okay, yeah. now hold on a second. Hold on a second, because I am going to try to prove a point here, and I think you know what point I'm going to hold that up to my phone. That's a good-looking digital hold ape. My phone, John, okay? I mean, as digital apes go. I just took a picture of it, and now I have exactly the same thing. No, you have a picture of my phone with my ape it's on it. It's exactly the same thing. That is thing. a lovely picture of my ape that you have I on have your phone. I have the same thing. Nobody will do the di- I can claim it was I you. know the difference, and you know the difference. <laughs> Oh, my wow. God. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So for some reason, well, I actually know the reason. It goes back to FDR. Uh, presidents are judged at the 100-day mark. It's an arbitrary, stupid thing. It uh, doesn't mean anything. But I like round numbers. <laughs> I like round numbers. 100 is more than 99, but less than 101. Um... <laughs> So the everybody was releasing all kinds of poll information on the 100 days of Biden, which was yesterday or tomorrow or sometime. Um, and I thought it was interesting that the, all of the uh, mainstream media's take was how much higher he is than Trump in his approval rating. That's what you're whatever gonna, that whatever. makes that makes you a winner. That makes you. Uh, uh, wow, that's interesting. Trump had famously the lowest approval rating of any president in modern history throughout his entire presidency. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't use that as my standard of success, all right? Well, unless I was Joe Biden, then I would. If I followed sports enough to uh, to name a bad basketball team or baseball team, I would say, oh, we're a lot better than you know, fill in the blank. The Sacramento sure. Kings, I know, are a terrible basketball team. We're that, winning. That more, one hurts. We're winning more games than the Sacramento Kings. All right. Well, that's not enough to like you know be proud of. <laughs> but again, any port in a storm. Come this on. I think this is worth mentioning at a hundred days, and this has got more to do with where we are in America, I think, than Biden himself. Uh, at a hundred days, Biden's job approval rating at fifty-two percent, other than Trump and Ford, is the lowest of any president in modern polling era. That, oh, Gallup, that, right? that Gallup has huh. been keeping track of. He's got the third lowest approval since Gallup started keeping track way back in the early 20th century and at 100 days. And uh, if you take out Ford and Trump, Ford, an obvious reason, because just there's so much hatred of that party for Watergate, and Trump is his own special thing. So uh, you take out two outliers, which I think are fair to take out. Biden's got the lowest ever but sure. that's, and again, I'm not blaming him for that. I just think it's where we are as a culture. You're not going to get much beyond the people in your party because we root for a party, not a person. We, we, we performatively, performatively answer polls for some reason. Well, and also it used to be that a Republican who was elected president would be a fairly moderate Republican. A Democrat would be quite a moderate Democrat. And so you couldn't gin up much dislike on the other side just because there was very little policy difference. Hey, quick question. Uh, Ford, wh- at what point did he announce that he was going to pardon Nixon? Wasn't it quite quickly? I have to look that up. Can you look because that that's, up, Because that's the story behind his low approval rating. When did Ford pardon Nixon? If he did that prior to his first 100 days, and I think he did, well, then, oh, yeah, I, yeah, that explains. I think it was almost immediately. That explains his approval rating completely. Yeah, and, and almost, then, surely it had to get, that had to be all the talk in D.C., right? What are we going to do? How much are we going to punish the old man? Let's get him. Let's get him. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. How do you pronounce this word? Dogecoin? Dogecoin? Doge. Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Doge. Doge. Toy boat. Toy boat. I get your word straight, Jack. Dogecoin. Why the cryptocurrency is skyrocketing in value. So so this hit the scene fairly recently, like in the last month or so? 
Uh, the the coin has existed for a long time. It has started gaining much more mind share uh, as of late. Yeah. Somebody emailed us, Sean, and asked what you think of Moonsoft or Moonsafe or Safe Moon. Uh, there, there are all sorts of altcoins that exist in the crypto space. Not all cryptocurrencies are equal. I right, encourage all to do your own research. Do your yes. own research. People can and do lose money. Yes. Sean says buy Moonsoft. Buy it. Cash in your entire savings. This from the New York Times today. Dogecoin, a cryptocurrency that started as a joke, yes. surged to a, no, a new high today. It's now 14,000% higher than it was at the start of this year. Yes. So, Moving so- up. I don't care how much Dogecoin you bought at the beginning of the year. If it's up 14,000%, you're doing pretty well. So freaking idiot me! God damn it, Jack! Why don't you learn something? Why wouldn't I throw a thousand bucks at Dogecoin at the beginning of the year? Why not? Or just spread uh, like a hundred here, a hundred there to ten different cryptocurrencies. One of them goes up 14,000%. Increase is God. Good Lord. You, you, you buy a yacht and name it the Floating Doge. There, there are a lot of things that separate Dogecoin from the more established cryptos. Oh, of, I'm going to jump into Moon Pie or whatever it is today yes, and lose, bye, bye. lose my shirt. Uh, yeah, Bitcoin and Ethereum are kind of in their own established thing. And then there's a bunch of little meme coins that. Nah, have it's their too own. late to get in on the biggies. You got to shoot no, for the stars or not. shoot for the moon <laughs> with Moon Coin. <laughs> yes, penny stocks. That's where the real money is. Yes. So. I read that once. The question would be, if I had put $1,000 in Dogecoin, which I actually considered... Oh, here's a guy who invested $1,300. There, worth, there are, here's, a guy, here's a guy who invested $1,300. He's got his hat on backwards. How mad, is, this, how mad does that make you? He's wearing his hat backwards. He put $1,300 <laughs> in Dogecoin. It's worth $650,000 oh. a couple months later. So, oh, my God. There has never been a gold rush... Like is happening now in the world ever. You couldn't, you couldn't get on a boat, go round the horn, come to California or Alaska and mine for gold and do that. No, that fast no. and that effortlessly. Never in the history of mankind. Sean, think about how many digital apes you could buy. Ah, so many. But, uh, I, I have been wrong about Dogecoin for months now. Uh, it is at its all time high. Uh, engage at your own uh, peril. Right. Risk. So, but so if I had put a thousand bucks in, I'd have about six hundred thousand dollars. I'd wear my hat backwards too if I'd done that. And, uh, but the question would be, would I get out now and then be slamming my fist down and everything like that? Because it would be four million dollars if I'd have stayed in until, you know, next fall. Yeah, I think the other, uh, other alternative is much more likely. Oh, really? You're going to have your hat on frontwards when we're done with you. <laughs> there was $1,200 is going to be $12. There, <laughs> there was such a lightning in a bottle thing that happened surrounding all the Dogecoin that propelled it to its, uh, just absolutely, uh, and it's, it's ridiculous heights, the all time high, but you know what? 68 cents. One thing that I'm, <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah. One thing that I am kind of good at though, cause I do this for a living is gauging, you know, when people get really excited about stuff, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, if a TV show is hot or a, you know, whatever, a fashion is hot, a music is hot that we need to talk about. I need to start doing this with stocks because that is, you know, and I've read the Wall Street Journal articles where they say that's actually what's going on now. These story stocks, these enthusiasm, emotion stocks, that's the big thing right now. And I need to start taking that more seriously rather than, well, it doesn't look to me like structurally they've got to, no, people, no, 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 dumb no, no, people no. who have no idea what they're doing are getting all enthused about it. So get in. Radio Jesus, we call him that because Sean, producer Sean, looks like the portrait on your church wall. 
because he won't get the his Bible. Haircut. Uh, Radio Jesus was the first to introduce the theme of the meme economy. Yep, it's the meme economy. That's exactly what it is. I tried to tell you guys. (laughs) You did. Why didn't I get into Doge? I can't get a haircut, you hippie. Turn your hat around now, bozo! When he loses all his money, that's what I'm going to say. That's good. That's better than being. I I would simply, uh, I want to emphasize that uh, you have not missed any boats on any of the established cryptocurrencies. You could get in today, and and you are still considered an early adopter, uh, from my understanding. Yeah, I'd rather do like I did with Apple stock and wait until it's run up for like 40 freaking years before I finally jump in. (laughs) Well, we got a lot of self-flagellating going on here, folks. Hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. (laughs) I don't know if that fits in with the how to be happy thing that I've got coming up in about 15 minutes. If you are looking for cryptocurrencies to invest in, I suggest Ethereum or Bitcoin. Do your own research. Where do you buy them? Is there uh, a store? Um, the most popular one would probably be the app Coinbase, but there's several exchanges that you can buy yeah. uh, buy crypto through. All right. How did you hear about MoonPie? Some emailer uh, asked us about it. That's Sean's opinion. That's on what it. I got to get in though. Yeah, clearly a rocket <laughs> ship to wealth. Oh, that and is, that's what it's, we used to it's say. The up and comer. That's what we used to say about our show early yeah. on. It's a rocket ship to wealth. <laughs> I will say, if you are able to purchase cryptocurrencies before Elon Musk begins tweeting about them, you are set. Oh, really? The, the key is to get in his ear after I invest. That's that hey, is, Elon, how about a moon pie? That's so much of what happened to Dogecoin. <laughs> how do you feel about moon pie? Elon, just ask him, just wondering. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Absolutely love this. Well, first of all, did you know the Senate Judiciary Committee is holding a hearing titled Jim Crow 2021, the latest assault on the right to vote? Calling the most sensible and mild efforts to ensure voting integrity Jim Crow, which is obscene. And anybody who has any knowledge about civil rights uh, fights through the history of this country can't like they've got to hate that. Well, sure enough, 21 civil rights leaders, prominent black conservatives, defend Georgia's new election law in a letter to the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee. They write, among other things, it's become clear that even well-intentioned critics of the law simply have no idea what the law is. It is clear they have no idea how favorably Georgia's new law compares with most other states, including President Biden's home state of Delaware. And it is clear they have no idea that a majority of black voters across the country support the key provisions under attack by critics. The simple requirement that voters be able to identify themselves when voting. This is the same simple requirement needed to pick up baseball tickets. Oh, they did not uh, pick that uh, comparison out of thin air. Or Uh. board a plane. Also intentional, activities hardly as important as voting. Boy, that's so great. Did you hear anybody in the lying corporate media point out that, you know, the vast majority of black voters actually support voter ID? No. No. Of no. course you did I was pretty surprised when I saw that myself just because I'd heard the narrative so much. But, yeah, it's it's pretty clear. It's about a 70% all the way around. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. for all your different groups, right, left, uh, no matter your color, because it just makes perfectly good sense. Of course, you have to show your ID to vote. Right. Uh, they mentioned that uh, Stacey Abrams will be testifying in this Jim Crow 2021 hearing at the Judiciary Committee. They mentioned that uh, President Joe Biden has made multiple Jim Crow references, which, again, is horrific. Uh, the Jim Crow era had uh, the Klan and other groups uh, beating, terrorizing, lynching, 
black people for trying to vote. This is asking you to show your free ID. The Georgia law requires voters to present, prevent ID and submitting absentee ballots. Ballots, uh, blah, blah, blah. It slightly reduces the number of days for early voting from 19 to 17. It gives voters an earlier deadline to mail absentee ballots, an earlier deadline. Signatories from Georgia include the Reverend Alveda King, niece of the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Michael Lancaster, d- director of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, Vernon Jones, uh, former Georgia state representative, uh, Heritage Foundation President Kay James, who grew up amid segregation. They have tarred with the brush of racism people whose only sin is a desire for confidence in our elections, the letter says. And it takes exception to mischaracterizations of the Georgia law, which they call proper, honest steps in reforming the election process. Quote, to compare today's policy differences with the literal life and death struggle of previous generations is to diminish these heroes' struggle, sacrifice, and enormous accomplishments. It is past time for today's generation to come together in an honest, civil, and straightforward way to protect these shared values of voter access and election integrity. It should be easy to vote and hard to cheat. That's a great phrase. I'm going to remember that. Hmm. And uh, they go on to say, We, along with dozens of other black pastors and civic leaders in Georgia, fully understand and support the state's new election integrity law, a law that will help rebuild voter confidence and make sure every vote counts. Those who have been deceived by a political campaign to discredit the new law and punish the state of Georgia should stop, take a step back, and understand the real agenda here. You only need look at recent election fraud cases in North Carolina and New Jersey to see how serious a problem our country could face if these vital protections become outlawed. There is no inherent conflict between making it easy to vote and hard to cheat. That is good stuff, and we'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to read it, zap it around. It actually goes on um, at, at some length, but it's eloquent and terrific, and I credit those folks for for, uh, for writing it. Um, this story is about the town of Bitch, France. Uh, pardon me? I was going to pronounce it Biche because it's B-I-T-C-H-E, but the E is silent. It's actually pronounced Bitch, I believe. Villa de Bitch <laughs> is a town in North... That's what I call my house. <laughs> All right. It is a town situated in northwestern France with a rich military history, pastoral landscape, and an unfortunate-sounding name. <laughs> Recently, Tiny Bitch made international headlines after Facebook mistook the city's name for a swear word and deleted the town's Facebook page. Nice job, Facebook idiots. Although Facebook's mistake seems innocuous for the towns located around Bitch. Uh, Are you sure it's not Beach or something? <laughs> All these Beaches? <laughs> Kids, you want to go to the Beach? Local Facebook pages serve as the main form of communication around there. Shutting the page down effectively creates a local news blackout. Ain't that a bouchet? <laughs> the the residents of Bitch are far from alone in their reliance on Facebook for local news. Now it kind of pivots into a different story. Uh, in the United States alone, more than 2,000 local newspapers have closed over the past 20 years. God, you, just, you can't measure the impact of that. That is just amazing. In these I used news- to live for my name being mentioned in the Little League ground up of the uh, local newspaper. 
My, I got my picture in there a couple of times. Very exciting. Well, and, you know, there's that, uh, but but all of those things, the way they created a uh, you know a cohesive, we're part of a neighborhood or group or whatever, and reported on what the city council was and up to, and the important stuff, right? Right. Yeah. That just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Huffington Post doesn't have a reporter at the Tuesday city council meeting. No yeah. local paper did. Nope. But BuzzFeed has some excellent cat pictures. In I mean, these, really cute. In these news deserts, Facebook has risen as an alternative information source, and Facebook is not going to give you uh, how much over budget that project is on Main Street that you've been wondering about. They don't even know what's happening. Right. Yeah. Uh, even if there is a local newspaper, the fact is that the staff is being cut and beats are being consolidated. So if there are 10 things happening in one day... And only two reporters. Four things are being covered at most. What happens to the six other newsworthy events? Well, they don't get covered at all, obviously. And that's happening all around the world. Facebook is not only filling the local news void, it is tied to local papers' disappearance. Facebook is moving advertising dollars away from local newspapers and even driving the content local newspapers create. Local news coverage often panders to Facebook's algorithms when creating content and headlines. Of course. So get more attention. More clicks. The social media giant's algorithms determine which stories float to the top of the news feed, and a cash-strapped local news outlet needs to turn those clicks into ad revenue. So a bland report on the local city council meeting that might otherwise be report uh, important is not going to, you know, with the algorithm, make it to the top. No, in- indeed. If there's the slightest conflict, what they'll do is whip up that conflict, maybe add race to it, because that gets clicked. And so that which is reported will probably be misreported. Son of a bichet, we're in a we're in a conundrum here. I heard that. You know, as a market guy, a free market guy, I believe the market will take care of that, but only after the need becomes really severe. <sighs> only after you know corruption in local government gets enormous, or or you know some rise, some need See, gets severe enough to to cause a reaction. They didn't. They mentioned clicks. They didn't mention Craigslist. So much of the revenue of your local newspaper was the the, the ads. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that if there are enough. Well, I'm pretty sure there aren't. Specifically enough. the classified ads? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure there aren't enough clicks that can support a smallish town newspaper reporting on the actual news. There's not enough money in the clicks on that. No, not a chance. Because I was about to say, uh, you know, you would think over time every town will have its own website that everybody becomes aware of, that everybody goes to, and, you know, you hire a couple of reporters, but who's going to pay their salaries? There won't be enough clicks in small-town America to pay anybody. It'd, it'd have to be a, um, it'd for, have to be like a vocation. For the reporter, the editor, the fact-checker, for the, the, you know, the the week it takes of trying to get fact people on the... Fact-checker? Well, <laughs> well that, that is one of the first positions that got eliminated as newspapers and newsrooms got squoshed. Sure. How, how about fact check? Sean's right. How about back in the day when any newspaper of any size had a, a wise ass kind of like us who would comment on goings ons, you know, in the city or the local yeah. area and write sure. a column about it once a week. And with that job, because I knew a few of them and with that job, own a home, raise a family, have kids and a couple cars. I mean, with that job, now right. everybody's a wiseacre commenting on what's going on and getting nothing for it, for the most part. Except likes.
Our friend uh, Rick Cushman was a TV critic for the Sacramento Bee way back when we started. He lived a couple of houses down for me, had a nice house, you know, living a life, paying for it by being a TV critic. Now it seems crazy that anybody could make a living off of being a TV critic in a town in America. Well, and the truth is, as a terrific a writer and a guy as he was, a lot of his salary was being paid for by used lawnmower, blade just sharpened. <laughs> Asking $100. Exactly. Yeah. A crib. Uh, perfect condition. Some vomit stains. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that second part interferes with the first, uh, the, the perfect condition part, That's, I think. It's hard, it's hard to not have vomit stains on a crib. Plus, I, as, I a, think. as a kid, I loved the Sunday comics. Every every Sunday, getting the Sunday comics. Garfield, Andy Cap, all those. Calvin and Hobbes is probably responsible of 30% of the reason why I know how to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's truth to that. Sure. So, can you make a living as a as a guy who comes up to a comic strips anymore? Probably not. I wouldn't think so. I, I I'm not sure under what circumstances you know you could get. Well, you'd have to love it a lot and be brilliant and do it for a long time. But then, where's the revenue come from? I, I put it in book form, I guess. But Patreon. Usually those were people that were getting it more or less for free through the newspaper that came to love you so much they would buy your book. Right. Dear readers, my wry and comedic observations of a little boy and his tiger are <laughs> fun. It's fun for me to draw as you to read, but uh, I don't have any food. <laughs> and, uh, I'm starving. I live, I live under a bridge, so if you could kick in a few bucks, that'd be helpful. I'm so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Trail, remember Joe? Yes. Oh, of course. Mark, oh, the adventures he had, Michael. <laughs> he was half naturalist, half like kickboxer. There were a couple of those. I always read the funny ones, the, the supposedly funny ones, but I never read the dramas like oh, you did. I, did. I <laughs> loved them. Nothing yeah. happened. I tell you what, you're, <laughs> you're married to Mark Trail, you're a crazy woman. <laughs> His wife constantly beset by savages or, or eaten by crocodiles. He was constantly coming to her aid. <laughs> you know, he'd get into adventures and she'd take it on the chin. There's Sterile. nothing funny about the death of local newspapers, Joe. No, indeed. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it It back. is something society's going to have to fix. I don't know how it will happen. The death of local newspapers is horrible, much like Hagar, the, the terrible Viking, often represented. Hagar the horrible, <laughs> exactly, yes. I don't know. I'm, I'm, sorry, I, I feel like I belly flopped there. There was something there. Nah, I enjoyed the reference to Hagar. <laughs> I had like three stuff. or four I'd, I'd read every day. Hagar the Horrible was one when I, when I had a newspaper with that. Uh, yeah. I always checked out Chuck Brown. Um, <laughs> Chuck Brown, uh, the Far Side, obviously. Far you know, Side, if that was yes. in your paper, sure, yes, sure. sure. You, you, Calvin yeah. Hobbes. I would read like the Family Circle just to be mad. I guess. <laughs> I don't get it. How are you making a living? <laughs> There's nothing here. <laughs> we for for a couple of months, I would read, I would describe and read the Family Circus, and then just explode in laughter. As if it was <laughs> funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> You had to have been there. Yeah. <laughs> Funny at the time. Armstrong and Getty. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 